Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so happy that you have joined us. If you hear my raspy voice right now, I lost my voice over the last like couple of weeks and it's just starting to kind of come back to its normal state, at least enough for me to record this episode. And I've been so excited to kind of create lately rather than just continue to consume, which I often find I do when I'm sick because it's kind of harder to put that energy out, that this podcast was one that I was really excited to film for you. So I recorded it. I think it'll be a very fun, more chatty, more rambly podcast. So hopefully you enjoy it. And we're just going to be talking about some of the big mindset shifts that I made that helped me kind of really shift into the life I live now and really kind of take me out of that lost and stuck feeling that I definitely almost fell victim to for a really long time in my life. So you can look forward to that in the episode. But before we get started, I just wanted to make a quick announcement and say, if you haven't already, I will be hosting a workshop for free this week. And so if you like this podcast, I can almost guarantee you'll like the workshop and it's called the release workshop. And we're going to be talking about what you can do to actually overcome your self-sabotage. And I know if you're following me, odds are you have some level of interest in overcoming your self-sabotage and the mindset patterns that have been keeping you stuck. And so this workshop is going to be really perfect for you if you feel like you've been stuck in spells of procrastination or people-pleasing, needing to prove yourself, indecision, overwhelm, all of the things but you just don't totally know how to apply the myriad of tips and tricks that you've been shown, we're going to be kind of covering a more holistic look at what self-sabotage is and what you can start to do to actually get yourself out of it. So it'll be one to two hours. There will be a replay available if you're not allowed or not able to attend in person at the time that it is, it's going to be on March 24th at 5 p.m. Eastern time. And so I just encourage you to go sign up and I'll put the kind of link in the show notes or it's on my Instagram. It is on my TikTok, wherever you follow me and just make sure that you sign up, you learn, you get to experience. And I do highly encourage that you're able to come to the workshop in person because if you can, you'll actually be able to ask questions. You'll be able to apply the concepts and really get a good kind of look at why your self-sabotage is holding you back and what you can do to kind of move through it, which I know at the end of the day, we all want that perspective for. So I wanted to mention that really quick. I hope that I see you at the workshop. And with that, I'm going to let you dive into this episode, enjoy it, and I'll talk to you soon. Welcome to the Mindset Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Colleen, entrepreneur, life, and mindset coach. I'm on a mission to help people dream bigger and live freer, and that all starts with your mindset. I'm all about keeping things raw, simple, and straightforward, so if you're looking for some no-nonsense advice on how to expand your mind and unleash your highest self, then let's get started. Hello. (laughs) I've been struggling lately to overcome a cold that has literally, like, taken me. Um, It's been almost almost two weeks now, I think. And for a good like five to six days, I basically lost my voice and it was 
painful and hard, but it's coming back slowly. It's still a little scratchy and I was just ready to record this episode. So I felt like a nice casual chat was kind of in the mood for this one because with being sick, as many of you have probably experienced when you're sick and you actually give yourself space to like rest and recover, especially when you literally can't do anything else, you have a lot of time to think because I am only one person. I can only watch so many movies or read so many books before I feel called to have like some level of output. Otherwise, my system literally gets like overloaded. It's like I feel like I'm almost being suffocated. And so I feel like I totally reached that level of like information overload by the end of it. And I just needed I needed some reflection time. to be put very simply. And during that reflection time, I was kind of looking back at the last couple years for me, actually even more than I'd say the last couple years, and kind of looking at where things went right and understanding kind of what I did that got me to the point that I'm at now, which I personally am very happy with. (laughs) And I don't think that that was the story for a long time. It definitely wasn't because I, um, for context, am right now running my own business in mindset coaching, doing something that I really love and really believe in, really care for. I can sustain myself. I'm in a relationship with someone that feels the most stable of any relationship I've ever been in. And I mean, we're getting married, so it better feel, it better feel kind of stable, you know? But All in all, I feel like the place in my life now, even though, believe me, there are the struggles, there are the hiccups, there are the things going on, is something that I know a lot of people have questioned, how did you get here? How did you do that? Um, Even friends of mine have asked questions like that because it has kind of been a pretty big shift from even a couple years ago when I could barely trust myself to speak up in front of a meeting of three people, let alone to quit my job and start a business. And there's been a lot of big shifts like that over the last couple of years. And I got thinking on all of the things that I've done, or maybe the couple of things that I've done that have made the biggest difference in my life, the like intentional shifts I've made that have kind of gotten me to this point where I feel really, really solid with where I am at and where I'm going. Most importantly, I feel Like there's like kind of an unshakable confidence in it. And even though sometimes, yes, I waver, like I'm a human, there is just like kind of a deep knowing that everything is working out and a sense of peace. And I don't, I can honestly tell you that is not where I was before because when I was growing up, I constantly kind of had that overachiever archetype. But that overachiever archetype for me was there more because I was trying to fill this void in myself and I couldn't even name the void and I felt like I was constantly looking for something outside of me to fill this void inside of me this like unidentified lack and I thought maybe it's fulfillment maybe it's my purpose maybe it's this that or the other thing and sometimes that looked like a relationship or a specific career or a specific university or like the size of my body like how I looked my physical appearance but Anytime I then achieved those things, I would still kind of be left feeling empty and feeling that void again. And I never was able to feel content where I was at. I always felt like there was something off and I never felt like there was any level of kind of just like 
happiness or true gratitude. I think like I thought there was gratitude, but there was really just this this constant source or feeling of lack at all times. And it held me back now that I look back at it. I think some people, it almost fuels them to have that kind of source. But for me, I think it actually stifled me in some weird ways. And so as I was sitting there on my couch for a very long time, sick, contemplating all of the questions of life and kind of questioning where I was going, where I am, all those things, I realized that there were definitely just a couple core shifts, mindset shifts that I made intentionally that helped me go from that that girl, that like young girl, she was an adult, but that young girl who didn't trust herself, didn't know where she was going, didn't know who she was, didn't know what she wanted, was always afraid to kind of actually share her true opinion in a group and wasn't ever really feeling happy where she was, was always kind of feeling like she needed to put on some sort of charade, so much so that it actually became like automatic to me. Like I didn't even think I was putting on a charade. Then there was just such a lack of like understanding of who I was, love for myself, safety in my body, trust for being able to get things done. And so all of those things it kind of created a very different reality than where I'm at now because I was sitting in a corporate job that I was unhappy with, with people who would cross my boundaries left and right. And I didn't even have boundaries. So I guess maybe they can't cross them. And I was, I was just living a life that wasn't similar to where I'm at now. And fast forward five or so years, I am sitting in this place where my business has really picked up and I have felt really good with who I am, where I am, where I'm going, and all of the things that are kind of going on, even when the sign isn't there. Even if the actual like status symbol, achievement, whatever, even when it's not making sense for me or when it's not apparent, there's been like this level of peace, contentment, trust it's all working out for the best interest, all of that. And I understand that that's not something that most of us have. Most of us can have those achievements and still not feel like there's been any actual movement. And I think that it's more common than not for us to have the achievements and lack the feeling. And so I wanted to talk today a little bit more about like those three core, I think, things, like the three core mindset shifts I made that helped me stop kind of keeping myself stuck without even knowing I was keeping myself stuck and actually allowed me to grow in the direction I wanted to grow, not in the direction society told me to, my parents told me to, anyone else, like anyone else did. And so that's what I'm going to talk a little bit more about today because I think more of us are struggling with this than even I probably realize. And so we're going to get into all of those and hopefully they'll provide you with kind of some like a little light of some things you can switch how you're looking at, a couple reframes just to help you kind of make sense of some difficult situations and get kind of that high bang for your buck, if you will, with your mindset and all the things going on. So the first mindset shift that I can actually remember making that kind of had the biggest impact was around purpose. And a lot of times when it comes to like our purpose or fulfillment or whatever you want to say, 
I've noticed that a lot of us kind of blame that empty void inside of us, that like unknowing thing that we're trying to fill on not having a purpose. Like we almost want to find our purpose. We want to uncover it. We're waiting for it to almost drop out of the sky and become apparent to us. And a lot of the messaging that we've received around purpose tells us that it's innate. It's something you you only have one of them. Like you have to search your whole life to find it. And at the end of the day, I think what that ended up doing for me was creating this like scarcity and this stress because I was like, I won't feel better until I find my purpose. I won't feel like relieved of this like kind of empty void feeling until I figure out what I was destined to do on this earth, my God-given gift. And I don't want to say that gifts aren't kind of innate or God-given or whatever you want to say. I think intuition always plays a huge part in anything we do. But the stress that I had around trying to uncover and find my purpose was unparalleled to any of the stress I had and so many other things in my life because I kept feeling like I was doing something wrong. And I I was on this like hunt where it was like an obsession for me. Like I kept, I was looking into people who could help me find my purpose and uncover the thing that I've been missing my whole life. And at the end of the day, the more I searched for it, the more stressed I got. And I'd look at these people around me that were kind of just naturally, seemingly naturally, were going after these things they loved or were really, really talented in a certain area. And I'd be jealous of them because I'd be like, if I could just find my thing, then I'll know how to spend my time in a way that is meaningful to me and everything will be fixed. And that mentality was, it almost kept me caged. It almost kept me from like even realizing it because I was so wound and I was so overthinking that I couldn't move forward. And it was almost like blocking me from figuring out what I wanted to spend my time doing because I kept obsessing over the fact that there was only one of them. I had to find the innate thing, the right one. And kind of like indecision, when you've ever experienced indecision, which I'm sure you have, when you're indecisive, there, there almost feels like a cage if you make the wrong decision. Like your, your world's going to end. And I think that's kind of that feeling that I had when it came to looking for my purpose because I felt like there was a wrong or a right choice and I just needed to find the right choice and nothing felt right because nothing was natural noth- or like totally natural. Nothing just worked or fell into place. And so I got really upset. And so the decision I made that kind of helped me shift this to actually find purpose in my life was deciding that I, I got to choose what my purpose was, that your purpose is not given, but I get to choose it. I get to choose to bring purpose into my life. I get to choose to find purpose in something I do. And when I shifted that perspective to the fact that purpose isn't just blessed upon us or like kind of handed down to us. It's something that's our responsibility to basically decide and step into and then commit our time to it. It really helped me, not because the thing that I ended up finding felt so natural and innate, um, more because it took the stress off. 
(laughs) I like stopped trying to box myself in and what that did, what that simple little shift did was allowed me to let go of the obsessive hunt to find something that was meaningful to me and that would fill that void, which was really the problem I was having to begin with. And so by shifting purpose to be something that I just had to decide, it was a simple decision. There was no right or wrong. I could have 10 purposes in my life or I could have one. There's no rules around it because realistically, there is no rules. We make this stuff up. You know what I mean? Like we think we think there's like some kind of written in stone rules of the road with all the things we do, but like purpose is just a concept. And so like any concept, we can kind of apply it to our life in a way that works the best for us. And so for purpose, for me, deciding that it's not a God-given gift. It's not innate. It's not just one thing. Purpose is what I decide that I enjoy doing, that I want to spend my time doing, that feels meaningful to me and bring, that I can give purpose to almost. And it's a skill. I don't have to be amazing at it. It's something I can get better at at any time. And that really changed the game. That kind of allowed me to loosen the reins and stop obsessing and start just following what felt fun to me. Listening to podcasts and YouTube videos that were interesting to me, which a couple years down the road did lead me into this career path that feels incredibly purposeful. Being able to work every day with clients that I absolutely love, helping them kind of unblock the things that are keeping them stuck and helping them understand how they can move forward so they can go after bigger and better things in their life that are more exciting is so fulfilling. It's so purposeful. But I would never have gotten here if I was waiting for someone to tell me that your purpose in life is to be a mindset coach because I would never have heard that. It just wouldn't have happened if I hadn't have loosened the reins. So that was my mindset shift number one because I feel like being able to let go of that obsession really helped me get to the point I'm at now, which is just finding things you enjoy it, like enjoy spending your time in and following them, which eventually leads you to finding things that bring you purpose in a larger scale. What the second mindset shift that made a huge difference for me is one that's pretty common. You've actually probably heard of this and it's going from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. So these terms are thrown around a lot. And I'm just going to read the definitions as they appear in the first entry on Google. So we have something to go off of in case you aren't familiar with them. Because a fixed mindset basically means that you believe intelligence, talent, and other qualities are innate and unchangeable. It says if you're not good at something, you typically think you will never be good at it. By contrast, a growth mindset means you believe intelligence and talent can be developed with practice and effort. And so a lot of times we hear that, and I know this was true for me, where we look at a fixed mindset and we like don't want to have it. Like it, um, it sounds bad. It doesn't sound very good. And so we almost kind of avoid the fact that we have it and we don't let ourselves grow from it. And for me, I can honestly tell you, I've had a fixed mindset since like birth. Like I, I would say that I was naturally talented at a lot of things to enough of a level to get me by. Like I was above average, but I was never 
really, really good at any one thing. And I always thought, and this kind of fed into the the purpose problem that I was having, was that I just haven't found my gift yet. That until I find the thing that I'm so good at and I can reach the next level at, I just haven't found it. And it created that obsession because I was almost like waiting to realize that, oh, this is the thing you've been meant to do. And so whenever anyone else kind of seemed so good at something, so talented at something, it's not that I wouldn't practice. It's not that I wouldn't study. Like I definitely had a work hard mentality in a lot of ways. But the problem that I kept coming up against was that every single time I failed, whatever failure meant to me, I felt so beaten up because I started making failure mean something about me because I believed that my gifts were innate, my talents were innate. And if I didn't already have them, I didn't really think about the fact that I could develop them, which kind of made me feel trapped because I was never finding anything that I was truly amazing at. So nothing stood out and I never chose anything. I just kind of, I was that jack of all trades. And I wouldn't even say it was that. I feel like that's giving me way too much credit. Um, I was I was just naturally good at enough things. I was good enough. I was never great. And over time, of course, this took a hit on my confidence and kind of led me to craving that sense of being really good and feeling really purposeful in one thing. And I never really was able to open up and admit that I just didn't, I had a fixed mindset. That I was looking at the abilities I had and because I thought they were fixed and because every time I failed, I took it personally, it was actually taking energy away from my ability to grow. For example, one of the things that's popping out in my head right now is like in college, I remember getting a C on an exam and I took that as a failure because I hadn't really studied for that exam, to be honest. I was really busy. There was a lot going on. And that was the class that I just didn't study as much for. And when I got that grade, I remember being so beat up. I missed my next class. I was crying. I was upset. I felt like I ruined my entire semester. And basically for the next couple of days, I just didn't work well or efficiently because I was so mad at myself. I was angry and disappointed. And those feelings of anger and disappointment, all that energy I put towards beating myself up over this quote unquote failure that I had hurt me because it was time I could have spent working towards improving and getting a better grade on that next exam if I hadn't been so upset at myself in the beginning. And I think that's one of those things inherent to the fixed mindset that isn't often talked about is that you're very hard on yourself harder than most people are on themselves because you think that you're supposed to be great at it and if you're not you make it mean something about you like as a person and your abilities and when you shift to the growth mindset I think the thing as I consciously started to recognize all the areas in my life it was showing up you start to see that everything in your life is buildable. There's nothing you can't get better at if you decide to put the time and effort into it. And you start looking at failures, as cliche as it is, as just trial and error, as experimentation, as something you need to experience to get to that next step, to get better, to get closer to where you want to be, to get really good at something. 
and you have a lot more kind of freedom as to what you work towards. And I would love to talk so much more about the fixed versus growth mindset. I read a book on it. Um, It's called Mindset by Carol Dweck, I believe, um, which I highly recommend if you haven't read because it talks a lot about how when you're younger, sometimes you can develop a fixed mindset just by having your achievement prided over your work ethic. So someone saying, you did so good on that test over saying you worked so hard for that grade you worked so you studied so hard to get that grade whatever that would be that simple switch over time can develop a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset in someone because they find more value in the achievement and they realize there's more pride there there's more acknowledgement than there is in the work that they're doing and so That's such an easy thing that I guarantee most parents do, even really great, amazing parents. And it's just important to understand that like we develop these mindsets. It starts at a very young age and it doesn't mean anything about us. It just, it's the way we've learned to learn and we can choose to see it differently. And so for me, switching to a growth mindset looked a lot like recognizing every time someone corrected me that I got angry or every time I avoided someone improving my work or giving me feedback or criteria um, when I was in my corporate job or even in an exercise class. I I recognized myself doing that recently. I've been taking bar classes and the instructor will come up to you and kind of fix your posture so that you can do the exercise better. And in the beginning, and still even, I'm working to kind of improve this, I rec- I get like, I don't want the instructor to come up to me. I don't want her to fix me because I feel like it means that I'm not good enough. I'm doing something wrong, which I take on some level personally. And so for me, kind of switching to the growth mindset and continuing that evolution towards that is welcoming feedback, welcoming someone showing me how I can improve so I can continue to get better because until someone helps me improve, I'm never going to get there. And welcoming that aspect of experimentation, looking at everything I'm doing, and if I'm not where I want to be, just saying it's going to happen one day because everything is a skill. And when you open up the world like that, I have found that not only have I grown so much faster in like, for example, my business, where it's really easy to identify if you're growing or not because you look at your cash and your client results and you're like, huh, I see. But I, I've just been able to see what it's done for not only those very like metric driven results, but also for how I feel when I'm working, when I'm at the gym, when I'm going through my daily life, because you start to realize you can do anything. You can develop anything. And so I think if there's one mindset shift that kind of really everyone would need or everyone should look at, well, I think there's another one actually, but this is a really important one. Look at this, you know, do your thing, observe it, identify it, see where you're at and apply it to your life if you think it would be helpful. So all in all, I would say that fixed to growth mindset was huge for me. Number three and the last one I'll cover today is learning to embody a figure it out mindset. And I totally made that term up because basically what I'm talking about is 
learning to trust yourself enough that you can figure out anything that's coming at you in the moment. And I think this is really important. It's a lot more important than we even give it credit for because if you look at everything you're doing in life in some way, shape, or form as an experiment, something you're just kind of trying out and knowing that if it doesn't work out, if the worst case scenario happens, you trust yourself enough to figure it out, you take the barriers down and you give yourself so much more freedom to actually explore what it is you want to do and where it is you want to go. And I think when we talk about like purpose, like we were earlier, that's something that helps so much because you start to get creative and you start to actually go after the things you want rather than holding yourself back. Because when you have that kind of figure it outness, that trust in maybe not that it'll all work out, like you might not get to that end result. Like maybe you can't get yourself behind the fact that you don't know if it's going to work out for this particular thing you're working towards. But can you get yourself behind the fact that if it doesn't work out how you think it will, you can figure out how you can be okay. And so if that all sounded like mumbo jumbo, which it totally could have because I definitely still have a sick brain, what I would say, I'll, I'll give you this example. When I quit my corporate job, I didn't necessarily have this plan to start a coaching business. It might have been somewhere in my realm of possibilities, but it wasn't really hashed out to this extent. I think if anything, I thought I was going to be coaching on business and kind of more of the concrete, tangible skills that I had learned in my job. And I woke up one day and decided that I needed to quit my job. And I'll tell that story in a different podcast one day. But it was basically a very impromptu decision. It felt really aligned. I felt very called and it felt very scary. When I was talking to my parents and I told them, hey, this is my plan. I'm going to quit my job. I don't exactly know what I'm going to do, but I know it's going to work. The thing that I kept telling them and the thing that I would stress was the fact that even if I went broke, (laughs) even if I didn't make a penny, no matter what happened, I could always just get another job. I knew I'd figure it out. If I got no clients, if I ran out of savings, if I couldn't afford my groceries, if it took a lot longer to start, I knew that I would always figure out a way to get myself out of that worst case scenario because I got a job once before. I knew I trusted myself enough to get a job and that was kind of like a baseline for me. So even though I wasn't sure that this business would work out or it would even happen, I trusted myself to bring in income if I needed it, even if it meant going back to that job or another one. And that was that figure it out mentality for me that was kind of almost like decided upon because when you don't trust yourself to figure it out, you feel very paralyzed by your surroundings. You're very obsessed with the fear and like the worst case scenario, which again blocks you from really being able to see what else is possible in your life. And I think that was more of the mindset I lived in throughout college and throughout the beginning of my corporate career before I really learned to do a lot of this personal development work and kind of understand all of the thoughts and mindset things that are going on in your brain. I felt very kind of caged in because I kept looking at 
the idea of like what's next or what else is out there. And honestly, I, I had a hard time knowing what I wanted to do. I didn't really realize what I wanted to do because I felt so caged in. Like looking at kind of creating a business for myself in the beginning wasn't even a remote possibility because I was so obsessed with the fact that most businesses fail and I would have to work so hard and only the lucky ones like will it work out for. So it wasn't even in the realm of possibilities. The recording just flipped out, but what I was saying was as I started to trust what was coming to me, like I started to trust my ability to figure it out no matter what situation hit me, I started to feel a lot more free in what I was doing. I started to have a lot more clarity in what I actually wanted to do. And I felt more motivated to actually go after it. I felt more confident. I felt kind of like this huge weight was lifted off of me. Like when you talk about feeling kind of like held down, that feeling held downness is sometimes one of the most debilitating things we ever experience. And if you can figure out how to release it, which for me looked like just realizing that I know I can figure anything out. Anything that comes at me, anything that's thrown at me, I trust myself, maybe not fully at that time, but I do trust myself enough to figure out that next move or that step to get me out. I trust myself enough to be okay, to have all my basic needs met. Even if it kind of deflates my ego, even if it is embarrassing, even if it kind of makes me cringe, I at least knew that I would be stable and I'd be okay. And so that mindset shift was a huge one for me and it was definitely a choice. It was just recognizing that I know I have enough competence to get myself through the scenarios that are bad so I can stop obsessing over them. I can put my energy towards focusing on where I want to go in the best case scenario. So with that, I think that's about everything I wanted to cover. I hope that this hit for you pretty well. I know when it comes to kind of bang for your buck type of topics, the last two mindset shifts specifically, I know are kind of um, very intrinsic to some of the core principles of improving your life. Like the core things we all struggle with when I work with most of my clients, I'd say the majority of the clients I've worked with, we touch on some level of fixed versus growth mindset and self-trust. And so hopefully kind of talking through those, at least one of these hit for you and you have some kind of direction where you can start to decide to apply this to your life going forward. So that is my hope for you. I really enjoyed being able to record this episode for you. I can't wait for the next episode already. It's good to have a voice and it's good to be back. And yeah, if this is enjoyable to you, if you got value out of it, I ask that you share it with someone else who you think could also benefit. And also, please, please, please feel free to go over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the podcast. It helps us grow and it helps us be able to continue to do what we are doing now. So with that, please go check it out. And if you haven't already, sign up for the workshop next week. It'll be great. I hope you enjoy it and I will see you there. Have a great rest of your week.